0: This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Celebrate the holidays at Hale Varsity Club with an exciting lineup of holiday-themed events like Ugly Christmas Sweater Karaoke and Holiday Music Bingo, plus... Happy hour all day on New Year's Eve during college football bowl games. Hale Varsity Club has something for everybody. Stop in this month to try our new menu items like the Nashville Hot Honey Chicken, Crispy Breaded Wings, and the Benning Burger. It's a spicy burger named after Damon Benning. Visit HaleVarsityClub.com for the full event calendar and make a reservation now. Enjoy quality homemade meals without the hassle. With Chef, you can choose from thousands of authentic dishes prepared with care by the best local cooks in your community, all made with fresh ingredients and delivered right to your door. It's like your own personal chef with an unbeatable variety. Explore cuisines from over 90 different countries from Mexico to Thailand and more at chef.com. That's chef with an S Thursday everybody. I am coming to you with another important bonus episode because we have to talk about Britney's court appearance yesterday and by Britney I mean Britney Spears. Um it's it's a lot to process. Um our pop queen spoke for 24 minutes straight. Now, for Britney to be able to speak her truth for 24 minutes, like honestly, I couldn't be prouder of her. What a brave woman like to come out and finally be able to speak like on her experience, what has happened to her over the last 13 years. Like we, we got to give her fucking props. Like she has been through so much and I couldn't, I like I said, I couldn't be prouder of her. So let's get into her story and everything that, that she talked about yesterday. So first she started explaining to the court, Saying that the people who have done this to her, meeting her family, her dad, her mom, her sisters, her sister Jamie Lynn, her brother, like everyone around her, um, management, like doctors, should not be able to walk away so easily from this. She then, I listen. I don't know why I sound winded. I recorded this entire thing already. Lost the recording. You know we are running a real professional, you know, environment over here. (laughs) Anyways, so okay she then talks about in 2018 she was forced to go on tour by her management they handed her a contract when she exited the stage of one of her vegas shows basically intimidating her and threatening her she said it was very threatening in the manner of which they wanted her to sign the paper saying that she would do the tour she wasn't able to get her own attorney at the time so she just did the tour and immediately after she was forced into another vegas residency so if you're unfamiliar with what a vegas residency like entails it is such a hard gig. You are working nonstop. You are doing shows every night for the people of Vegas. And I mean, that. I can't imagine, like, this woman has been working her ass up since she was a child um, and basically nonstop since she was 17. And so the girl's exhausted. Like, she, she said she needed a break. And Britney states, I taught my dancers my new choreography myself. I did everything. I take everything I do very seriously. There are tons of videos of me at rehearsals. I wasn't good. I was great. And that little moment right there where she says I was great. That is that is the Britney fucking pop superstar energy that we all know and love. Like this bitch knows that she's good. She knows that she's great. She knows that she is the pop superstar. And after everything that she's been through and people constantly making her feel like she's not good enough for her to still be able to, like, see that little, you know, she sees what she can do. And I love that she recognizes that and she is able to, you know, stand up for herself in that way where she's like, no, like, I might not be able to do X, Y and Z, but this right here, dancing, performing, choreography, singing, like, I can. I'm a fucking triple threat. I can do it all. Everyone saw Crossroads. Like she can actually can dance. She can sing. She is a star. Okay. So her management wanted her to do a certain dance move in the choreography. I don't know what the fuck do they know about choreography that Britney Spears does not know. But she said no to them because she was like, I take this very seriously, and they couldn't handle the fact that she said no. And she looks at the judge in court yesterday, and she says, "Ma'am." I'm not here to be anyone's slave. I can say no to a dance move. I was told by, at the time, my therapist, Dr. Benson, who died in 2019, that my manager called him and told him I wasn't cooperating or following the guidelines and wasn't taking my medication, which is so dumb because I've had the same lady every morning for the past eight years give me my same medication. And also she, you know, she did talk about how, She's like, I take my medication in the morning. They obviously wouldn't see me take it because they're not around me at that time. But I'm taking it like just because you're not physically seeing me taking it doesn't mean I'm not. And so what really made me sad, I mean, a lot of things that she talks about really broke my heart because she kind of became conditioned to like this life of 13 years, people telling her what to do. So when her management came to her and said, okay, you don't have to do this. You don't have to do the show. She said that it felt like it was taking 200 pounds off of her. She was like, okay, like I can breathe. And then immediately afterwards, she thought, okay, now what's next? What's my punishment going to be? And to have that kind of mentality is like just such a sign of a victim of abuse because she's like, okay, so they gave me this, but what am I going to have to pay for it now. And she did. um, because after that, a few days later, her therapist said that they took hundreds of calls from her team saying that she wasn't cooperating, wasn't taking her medication was basically losing it. And then the next day he put her on lithium. So lithium is a very intense drug that doctors prescribe to treat bipolar disorder and major depressive disorders. And if you're you have to really monitor your levels of lithium because if your blood levels and everything, if it gets too high, Um, you might experience like diarrhea, vomiting, poor coordination, sleepiness, and ringing in the ears. So it can really affect like, you know, like you could get vertigo, you could feel out of it. You could feel like you can't form sentences. And that's kind of what Brittany was saying is she was like, while I was on this lithium, I couldn't really think for myself. She was being basically drugged by these people. Um, She said, not only did my family not do a goddamn thing, my dad was all for it. Anything that happened to me had had to be approved by my dad. And my dad acted like he didn't know that I was told to be tested over Christmas and the holidays before they sent me away when my kids were at home in Louisiana. He was the one who approved all of it. And my family did nothing. That makes me so sick to my fucking stomach. The fact that her mom and her sister and her brother and like I'm sure her close extended family all knew what was happening to her and they did nothing for her. They knew that this was going on. They knew that their daughter was basically being forced into a rehab facility that she did not need um, and they did nothing. But yet this is the same family whose their lives are being funded by this woman and all of her work. Um, And during that same holiday, she detailed how she was forced into a four hour psych test almost every day that Jamie, her dad fucking loser, hate him, uh, said that she failed. And now she was being sent to a small rehab program that is, oh, $60,000 a month. Process that. You are being told that you are not okay. You are being told you are being sent away. You are almost, she's 40 years old almost. And she's literally no, she's not in control of any part of her life. She says that she cried on the phone and she said he loved every minute of it. She then went on to describe how her dad loves to have this control over her. He, he thrives off of controlling this, this woman. Um, Brittany compares her experience to being a sex trafficking victim, which I think is a pretty fair comparison. Um, She says, I worked seven days a week, no days off, which in California, the only similar thing uh, is called sex trafficking, making anyone work against their will, taking all of their possessions away, credit card, cash, phone, passport, and placing them in a home where they work with the people who live with them. She said that everyone lived with her, the nurses, security chefs, everyone. And she said that they watched me every day, naked morning, noon, and night. My body had no privacy uh, door for my room. And I gave eight vials of blood a week. Sit with that for a second. This is just heavy. It's heavy because I just, I don't think that anyone should have to go through something like this. And it's, I'm sorry that this podcast like isn't a fun one, but I think it's an important one because I think we should all be, you know, talking about our Brit Brit and like supporting her in any way we can. But just just the idea that like she didn't have control over like who saw her she didn't have control over if her door was closed she didn't have a door like she she had no nothing she has had nothing and what really what really gets me i mean a lot of things about this really really get to me but the idea that this woman is one of the most famous women in the world and one of the most beloved women in the world has had no control over her life And think of like the amount of money that she has, right? Imagine people who are just regular date, like normal people like us who are being, who may be forced in conservatorships that aren't necessary and they don't have the money or the, um, the means or or anything to stand up for themselves because it's taken 13 years for Brittany to be able to tell her story. And I'm just so, Again, I can't stress this enough. I'm just so happy that she gets to do this. Her father and her team then told her it was important for her to go to rehab. It would be good for her image. It would, you know, get people like off her back. Like, oh, she's, you know, doing really well. She wants to get better, all that bullshit. And Brittany's like, I don't even drink. Like, I don't drink alcohol. I'm not that person. And then she says, I should drink alcohol considering what they've put my heart through. And I think it was a really interesting point that she made how she compares the new generation of pop stars and what they're able to get away with uh, compared to things she wasn't able to do. Um, Like she says, Miley Cyrus smoked a joint on stage and no one, like that wasn't an issue for anybody. Now, if Britney had done something like that, I can't even fucking imagine. I mean, think of like, let's use Miley Cyrus again as an example, like the whole Wrecking Ball era, like when she kind of like rebelled against her Disney image and she like kind of shaved her head like she was doing a lot of like the Robin Thicke MTV Awards, like it was all that. And it's like Britney was ha- crying out for help when she shaved her head and everyone made fun of her. And I think the world is just such a different place that, you know, what has gone down with her is just, I just don't think that it would have happened today. If this, if someone did something similar, I think people would have a lot more empathy and understanding and um, wouldn't be so harsh, but when it was happening, like when she shaved her head in 2007, that was at a time when like Lindsay Lohan was like a party girl on Paris Hilton. And it was like, it was just such a different era. Now, I think a lot of those girls, people owe apologies to um, Misha Barton, for example, I think got fucking hung out to dry. Megan Fox, I mean, she was constantly sexualized and she spoke out against Michael Bay and, you know, she got blacklisted from Hollywood. Like we're only just now seeing a resurgence of Megan Fox because of MGK. And like the fact that she's able to speak out and everyone's kind of like wow, we really fucked this girl's career for Michael fucking Bay. Like who cares what that guy does ever anyways. Okay. So she says, she, she says, I don't owe these people anything, especially me. The one that has roofed and fed tons of people on tour and on the road, it's embarrassing and demoralizing what I've been through. She said she didn't want to speak on it out of fear of being made fun of, which, like, I mean, I just kind of talked about that. It's that's so devastating. This idea that, like, you can't speak out on what's going on because you're scared that, you know, the news and the headlines and people are going to pick you apart, which they, I mean, she has every right to think that and every reason to, because that is what has been happening to her. And then she says, it makes no sense that the state of California can sit back and literally watch me with her own two eyes, make a living for so many people and pay for so many people and their trucks and buses on the road with me and being told I'm not good enough. And that's, That is, I think, the point that really started the Free Britney movement several years ago is this idea that this woman is able to do Vegas residencies. She's able to do perfumes and business deals and make these people so much money. She's able to do all of that, but she's not able to, like, drive a car. I I mean, it just doesn't add up. And that's the point people are really trying to make. And I think without the free Britney movement, like without those amazing people, like really being loud about this, like very much like the squeaky wheel, like gets the grease. Like, I think it's really, it's really just amazing. I, you know, people did make fun of it for a while, but then it kind of started to catch on and people really started to pay attention. And then she says, now going forward, I'm not willing to meet or see anyone. I've met with enough people against my will and I'm done. All I want is my own money and this to end and for my boyfriend to drive him, drive me in his fucking car. And that right there, like, again, it just highlights the fact that like she can't even get in his car. She can't do the normal thing every day to day that like people do. She's just being forced to fucking work. And the most devastating part of her testimony, I mean, that's, I mean, all of it was in my opinion, but I think the thing that stuck with a lot of A lot of people is when she says, I would like to progressively move forward and I want to have the real deal. I want to be able to get married and have a baby. I was told right now in the conservatorship, I'm not able to get married and have a baby. I have an IUD inside of myself right now, so I don't get pregnant. I wanted to take the IUD out so I can start trying to have another baby. But this so called team won't let me go to the doctor to take it out because they don't want me to have children, any more children. So basically, this conservatorship is doing me way more harm than good. I deserve to have a life. I've worked my whole life. I deserve to have a two to three year break and just, you know, do what I want to do. But I do feel like there is a crutch here and I feel open and I'm okay to talk to you today about it. But I wish I could stay with you on the phone forever because when I get off the phone with you, all of a sudden I hear all these no's, no, no, no. And then all of a sudden I get, feel like I get ganged up on and I feel bullied and I feel left out and alone and I'm tired of feeling alone. I deserve to have the same rights as everybody does by having a child, a family and of, and any of those things. And more so that's all I wanted to say to you. And thank you so much for letting me speak to you today. That, that is so fucking moving. And again, like the bravery that that took to come out and say, like, this is my story. This is what has happened to me. Uh, and she, she says like, she's like, I want to tell my story. I want to sue my family. She says that because she wants to tell the world what they have done to her. And I think that this will be such a major, major movement and change in the way people view conservatorships. And I mean, if you watch that documentary, the, the free Britney documentary from, I think back in February, it that they kind of touch on that. Like you can normally conservatorships, they're like, now they, they're not put in place for 13 years of your life. Like that's a long time. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's so devastating. And, you know, of course, Justin fucking Timberlake had to throw his little two cents in there. It's like, sir, please shut the fuck up. Like no one wants to hear from you. Not a soul. I don't, I don't want to hear his opinion on Britney. Like you are part of the reason she's like basically been made fun of. Like you are you are a huge part of that I tweeted last night I was like to like in response to his bullshit tweet that he tweeted I was like did Jessica Biel write this because this seems like way too thoughtful and like way too thought out for Justin to like put together it was also really nice seeing like a lot of like really powerful celebrities and like Mariah Carey came out and said like we're here for you and I swear to god it literally brought a tear to my eye Yeah. I just, I don't know. I mean, it just makes me look at the whole situation, like everything that's been leading up to this with such different eyes. Like for example, her Instagram, like I remember that was, I think the only thing that she could control for a long time. I don't think she's in control of it anymore. Cause I think her team caught on to that. That was her way of communicating with people about what she's experiencing. Uh, like she would post like an angel, like like a, they were strange pictures, you know, like it was like an angel or like a rose. And it was like, you kind of, it was like her little secret messages to us, to the people, like to the public, like the, I'm trapped and this is it. And I think they caught on to that. And now she's not in control of that at all because her Instagram captions are absolutely bonkers and oh God, it's just infuriating. And what really got me thinking was there was an episode of um, Watch What Happens Live a couple years ago with Iggy Azalea, uh, who talked about her experience with Britney. And she said she was like, it was really strange. Like, you know, her team came in and like searched my entire house bef- before she was allowed in. And I remember Andy Cohen kind of like looking at her and you could kind of see the look on her face like, oh, shit, I probably shouldn't have said any of that. And I remember Andy talking about like him wanting to like work with Britney, like maybe doing interview or something. He's like, you couldn't even get close to her. So maybe Azalea is honestly the whistleblower on the whole Britney thing, because that like just that little tidbit of information was I remember thinking like, oh, my God. But you didn't realize to what extent at the time, you know, this was going on. (sighs) Yeah, I just I'm just sad for her. Like, it just makes me so sad and it just makes me sad that like she's not in control of her own body And she's not in control of her own money and that she's making these people. And I hope Jamie and co fucking just rot as Brittany from Vanderpump rule says rotten hail. I really, I really hope that they do because this is so scary. It's not right. And I'm so fucking proud of her. I'm so proud of her and the courage that that took to get up and speak her truth into her experience. And I know that her boo Sam is sticking by her side. And I really think he's like a great constant in her life. I think everyone was a little skeptical at first because I mean, like he kind of looks like a meathead, like fame whore. I'm just going to be very honest about that. But I mean, he's been with her through everything and he posted yesterday a selfie of him in a free Britney shirt. And then today he posted a picture of a lioness because Brittany is his lioness. And I'm just thinking that that's amazing. And then he, I know after the Brittany documentary, he said he, you know, was leaving the gym or something on his way to his car. And he said, yeah, Jamie Spears is a dick. And it's like, fuck yeah. And I just cannot wait for the, the comeback for her to fucking speak her truth for her and Paris Hilton and Lindsay Lohan and all those girls to come together and be like, fuck you and what you did to me because men are allowed to make so many mistakes. I'm going on a rant here, but I just feel like men are allowed to make so many fucking mistakes and they're able to come back. Like, I mean, if you look at the me too movement, the last few years, like, like Louis CK was caught like jerking into a plant, like, or, well, that was Harvey Weinstein, but Louis CK was able to like flash people and like be inappropriate and like sexually harass women. And like, he's still touring. Like he's still like, no one really gets canceled, but like Britney has like a legit mental breakdown and the world, laughs at her. It's, it's terrible, but I think the world is rooting for her. And I hope that entire family, including her mom and sister, like get what they fucking deserve because they're terrible little monsters and not in the Lady Gaga way. Like they're literal monsters. So yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening to this bonus episode. My regular, podcast airs tomorrow errors. Like what am I even saying? Um, it comes out tomorrow morning as always on Friday. Uh, please check out the other dip podcast. There's slept pig podcast, TV, watch repeat pop chaser. And there's so many good other ones. Like there's the an American Ashley one. And then there's one about drag race. Like they're just incredible. They're doing amazing on this network. And I'm so happy that I get to do this full time and talk to you guys. So please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. DM me on Instagram because I love to chit chat about literally all the things pop culture. So if you have anything that you want me to talk about on this podcast, like, please let me know and I will talk about it. Um, and I will see you all. Well, I'll see you on Instagram, but I'll, I'll probably be doing a lot more of these bonus podcasts. So I hope everybody has a great weekend. I hope everybody, you know, free Britney hashtag free Britney.